Welcome to Unedited. So I just got back from watching Tenant, and uh, first impressions, um, it's unnecessarily complicated movie, um, which I think it, it didn't really need to be, um, to the point where you feel like you cannot relax much because there's a lot of kind of dialogue and exposition thrown at you um, during the non-action scenes which you feel like you have to pay full attention to and um, you kind of um, feel stressed if, if you miss anything or can't catch on to um, what's going on quickly because of the nature of the movie um, in regards of the overall story from a character standpoint um, it's okay it's not as fulfilling as uh, something like Inception was or even um, Interstellar which is a movie that I I, I wasn't that like hot on I, I, I enjoyed the movie um, but I had some problems with it um, but I felt uh, this movie, I don't know, I, I don't really have the impression that the characters were growing as the movie progressed because we're kind of thrown into the story. Um, and the, the main character doesn't really seem to have um, an origin um, that we like a starting point um, where we feel. Um, uh, uh, we have like a, a turning point to his character or like a fulfilling circle uh, to him as a character as a story may be different but just as a character um, I, I felt uh, it's not as interesting as the journey of Christopher Nolan's characters in the other movies he's done um, including Interstellar. Um, would I recommend going to the theater to see it? I wouldn't. Um, even in terms of action, uh, I was kind of unimpressed. Uh, I was expecting more. And again, in, in particular, because of the nature of the movie, uh, I, I thought it would be a little bit more creative and fun and actiony in the way something like inception was but um, actually i was kind of disappointed it, it, it looks very pretty and there are very nice practical effects um, it's obvious that he was using um, real objects in the action scenes rather than cgi um, but that's my first impressions. Uh, I think with most Christopher Nolan movies, um, there's a feeling that you, you need to uh, go back to rewatch the movie to catch everything and to fully understand it. Uh, I might say the same with, with this movie too. Um, but right now, I, I don't really feel like watching it again. Um, I didn't enjoy it enough to go back and rewatch it um, 
unlike something like Inception, which I watched um, a further two times at the movie theater, um, just to fully comprehend the story and because I enjoyed it so much the first time around, even if I didn't understand every single detail. Um, so those are my non-spoiler thoughts on Tenant. Uh, it does seem to be very popular over here. Um, it was released in Japan last Friday. Uh, it's, it's kind of difficult getting tickets. Um, usually I, I could get tickets to go see it sooner, but because only 50% of the theater um, is, is available for seating, uh, it sells out a lot faster. Uh, in particular, if you want a good seat, um, it sells out quickly. And also, it was a holiday week here. It was kind of a, a long weekend. It was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So the release was timed with those holidays. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen it where you are and you're kind of on the fence about uh, going to the movie theater or not, I think you're going to feel like it wasn't worth going um, after you watch it. And I, I say that as someone who, who loves Christopher Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan's movies. I'm sure there are a lot of people who love this movie and um, they, they would uh, recommend to watch it. I don't. And um, based on like the reviews I read, a lot of reviewers said that it's not the movie that's worth going to the theater for in this climate. Um, with with that said, I, I was still wanting to see it. And I think, yeah, if, if you really want to see it, whatever I say is not going to stop you and you're going to form your own opinion. This is just my opinion. Um, I'm not saying it is... Uh, 100% what you're going to think, but uh, I, I think mainly it is overly complicated. It didn't need to be that complicated. Uh, the action, good, but I just expected more. Those are my main non-spoiler thoughts. Okay, from this point we are getting into spoilers, so I will talk a little bit more about the plot and the overall concept of the movie in more detail. So yeah, if you don't want any spoilers, do not listen to this part. Um, I had thought uh, going into the movie that it would be more of a time travel film, um, which it isn't. Um, it, it, a little bit in a, in a way it could be, but Basically, characters are going forward in time and characters are going backwards in time. And you cannot jump to a specific point in the past. Um, basically, you're on a kind of, you go into a turnstile and then you come out, you go in one end and you come out on the other end, but you're going backwards from the, in time from the point that you entered. So if you want to go 10 days back into the past, you have to live those 10 days back into the past. Um, which is a little bit uninteresting, I guess, and it 
doesn't really uh, leave much room for the concept of time travel to be explored in more delicious detail, um, which is what I was kind of hoping Christopher Nolan to do. Because in so many of his movies, he's kind of experimented with uh, time, especially in the, the editing, uh, like very noticeable from Inception, like uh, time is going slower uh, as they go further into the dream or going to another level, a secondary level or a third level of the dream. And he also kind of uses time in Dunkirk, um, where things are happening over a day or a week or an hour. Um, and he kind of has those edited to happen at the same time. He does it also in Interstellar, where he kind of the character goes through a black hole, so he's kind of uh, the speed of time for him is going slower than it is for everyone else back on Earth. Um, but yeah, here I was just expecting the whole concept to be used for, but used more, but it, it wasn't. Um, it just felt very technical, but technical in, in a point that was not overtly clear and not really allowing itself to bend the rules. Uh, I felt like a lot of the film was focused on uh, explaining the plot uh, rather than on kind of like emotional beats. Um, there are characters who meet each other um, out of sync. Um, one character uh, meets the, the protagonist who addresses himself as the protagonist in the movie, wink wink, it's like an Austin Powers joke, um, like Basil Exposition, I, I don't know where, what, 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 okay, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, I guess, fun thing to play with, but uh, yeah, calling yourself the protagonist in a movie that takes itself so seriously. Um, yeah, what what's the point? Mm -hmm. So now, yeah, um, the protagonist meets other characters uh, for the first time, um, although these characters have met him before in his future. Um, what I didn't like is that we never actually see their their future meeting. Um, we don't see the future of the protagonist. Um, we don't see the future future where this device is developed that allows the characters to uh, go back in time. Um, it's all kind of spoken about and alluded to. Uh, it would have been nice to have seen some point of the future where we see the protagonist as an older man meeting characters for the first time. And technically, what does it mean? Does he have to live months going backwards? And uh, when exactly does he meet these characters for the first time? And um, from 
other characters' perspective. Uh, that was kind of a bit confusing for me. It's also one of those Christopher Nolan movies where there's not really any twist or not any kind of twist that we, as an audience, really care about. Um, when I talked about characters meeting each other out of order, um, yeah, the character he meets, Robert Patterson, um, is a character who has more knowledge about him, about the protagonist, and because he has already met him in his past. So again, I wonder like how far into the past did the, pro uh, did the protagonist go, and like he has to live how many days going backwards with breathing apparatus on if he wants to go outside. Yeah, it wasn't too clear. Um, but in the end of the movie, yeah, Robert Patterson sacrifices himself. Uh, I didn't really feel any emotional connection to the character, although he is the character that probably has the most growth and that who actually goes on a journey um, because he's meeting the protagonist for the first time and the protagonist is... Um, the character without any information and Robert Patterson is kind of his guide and then at the end he's sacrificing himself to save the world literally literally um, so it would have been nice if they had developed that relationship more yeah if they had gone into Robert Patterson's past maybe in a flashback or yeah the protagonist's future first met Robert Patterson um, like I said it's not really a twist um, that they that he knew each other that, that Robert Patterson knew the protagonist before there's kind of a sense from the beginning of the movie that he does because um, he orders the protagonist his drink for him kind of has a lot of information on him already. Uh, I, th I thought perhaps the protagonist would have sacrificed himself, or perhaps he would have tried to rewrite the rules of um, going forward and backwards in time, and maybe it would have changed something that we as an audience thought had been set in stone. Um, that might have been more interesting. I think that might have been a more interesting, I'm not going to say protagonist, more interesting hero's journey um, to see him be uh, sacrificed. Uh, which I thought like at the beginning of the movie when he's captured by the Ukrainians, I, I, I kind of felt that maybe that was actually the end of the movie. And I was surprised that they didn't go back to the opera house uh, at the end of the movie. I thought that was going to be one of the, the big set pieces that, that they would revisit, revisit at the end because there seemed to be a, like a lot of characters who knew each other and there was things going on and I thought, okay, this is set up for something that's going to happen again later in the movie. They're going to revisit this, but they don't. Which was kind of surprising. Um, what what we do get is um, a 
final kind of climatic battle scene with people fighting backwards and forwards and um, it does get very complicated and confusing and a little bit convoluted in a way um, as with the plot um, the antagonist I don't really get his motivation he's going to die so he wants the whole world to die I, I think it's just enough to have him be maniacal enough to say he just wants to end the world because that's just the kind of character he is and his wife doesn't love him anymore so he he just wants to end everything and yeah why are people fighting on his behalf do all his henchmen and soldiers have the same opinion uh, it was a bit weird so there are a lot of aspects of the plot that kind of start to fall apart when you think about it in detail um, at one point I already mentioned is the protagonist meeting characters who we find out have come from the future and they've known the protagonist for years and years and so is it really believable that characters uh, lived for years reversing in, in a reversed time just to get back to this point in time to fulfill a mission how did they survive were they just living in a shipping container for years and every time they want to go out they have to wear a reading apparatus or how did they eat food or go to the supermarket or you know live a life I mean what, what kind of life is that if you're just waiting for years to get back to a certain point um, other things like during the car chase the first time we see the car chase the protagonist has to hand over uh, what he thinks is plutonium originally but then he finds out it's a, a piece of this time inversion device um, he pushes it, pushes it across the bonnet of a car to the villain of the movie I forget his name uh, Kenneth Braga uh, Kenneth Brana and um, then we see that car chase a second time and it's Kenneth Brana is still receiving the box but if he's going backwards in time shouldn't it be Kenneth Branagh's villain character actually pushing the box back to the protagonist um, that kind of didn't make sense um, other things like that um, the whole concept of this time inversion device um, whoever is behind the scenes in the future um, that are wanting to gather the pieces of this device so in future they can switch it on and reverse global warming but in doing so it would kill everyone in our time so that means that if everyone dies now how do our future generations survive 
unless they believe in alternate timeline, which is kind of a risky move. And then even if they reverse global warming for themselves, is it they're just re reversing global warming? Are, are their own lives being inverted and reversed? Do they all have to wear breathing apparatuses? Or does the device work in a way that can only reverse certain aspects? Because for us, it will destroy humanity and the world. Um, but for the future generation who will switch it on, somehow they think they'll survive. Um, seems kind of strange. And, you know, things like that are weird. And I, don't, I feel like those aspects of the story are not really fleshed out. Anytime we see that time reversing, it's kind of action scenes and short moments. But we never really see like how do people survive for years or handle kind of more normal everyday situations in this. I was thinking of the episode uh, of Red Dwarf called Backwards, in which they return to Earth and time is moving backwards. And you, you know, based on the like budget they had back then for a show like Red Dwarf, um, they made great use of the concept of a world running backwards and the, the main characters going forward in time. Um, but here I didn't really feel the concept was used to its full effect. It was more like the idea is interesting than actually exploring the idea in more detail. And then there was like aspects of the plot that I kind of felt were convoluted, um, breaking into a vault to steal a forged painting, and then they find a, a turnstile where you can enter and um, reverse, go back in time. Um, on my first viewing, it seemed like they stumbled upon that by accident. But like based on other reviews I've listened to, they were the, the forgery painting was kind of a cover story. So okay, there's that. But then there's another part of the movie where they, they have a heist to steal plutonium. But actually this plutonium, it's not plutonium. They discover it's part of the time inversion device, a piece of it that they find. And I just felt, why not? just say that's what you're going for from the beginning and kind of make it clear rather than all this kind of saying you're going after one thing but having it turn out to be something else and doing that plot point twice one with the painting and then one with the plutonium they kind of do two heists the same idea there's never really a point where you feel you can just enjoy the concept. Um, I was thinking back to the second Austin Powers movie just before Austin Powers goes back in time for the first time and he's asking like, like if, how do I exist in the past when I'm still frozen in the past? And Basil Exposition says, you know, don't worry about it. And I suggest that to you too. So he's talking to the audience at that time. Um, but 
even for a movie like Austin Powers, they they kind of make the mechanics of the time travel work. Um, like where we find out that Dr. Evil's son Scott is actually his son and not, not just um, genetically grown in the lab. So I, I thought it's kind of nice they play with little things like that. Um, it, it's not a bad time travel movie and they don't make it over complicated. Um, here that's what I felt they did. They just made everything, needle, like I said, needle, needlessly complicated. Um, at the sacrifice of the main story and of the characters themselves, and ultimate, ultimately that's the reason why I, I didn't enjoy the movie. I just wasn't invested in the characters and their story. And I was overall confused by it. So, yeah, I felt the concept just didn't work. And I wasn't emotionally involved in the characters. Um, we're looking for concepts that work and that are kind of explained quite well. I mean, look at Avengers Endgame. Um, they explained the mechanics of their version of time travel. They discussed other time travel movies. Um, they made a point to explain it clearly and in detail and in a, in a quiet room uh, without having loud music or other things going on or other things moving in the background it just gave you time to pick up the rules made the story quite simple to follow um, I'm thinking other movies like um, Primer uh, is a kind of a small uh, lower budget movie um, about time travel as well they have kind of similar rules um, I, th I think a movie like Tenant, it could have been a smaller movie and the concept could have been done well on a smaller budget and it would have been far more interesting than what we got. That's not to say that the acting isn't good and that's not to say that there's anything wrong with the cast or the director or the music. It's a beautiful movie. The acting is very good. It's fantastic cast. Um, I love the music in it. It was an interesting concept when I heard about it first. And uh, based on how Christopher Nolan had played with time in Memento and um, Inception and Interstellar, I was very hyped for this. So a lot of my feeling is just based on disappointment overall. I think a lot of other reviews um, have similar problems with the plot as well, but overall they, they seem to like the movie. For me, yeah. It's, it's probably the first Christopher Nolan movie that uh, I was let down by. Even there was other ones that I, I wasn't blown away by or I didn't like so much. I wasn't crazy about. I enjoyed his movies. 
and every movie of his I, I have enjoyed. Um, this was the one that I, I didn't leave with anything. Um, the idea, the, it, like the concept didn't blow me away, it didn't really fascinate me, didn't grab my attention, the character story didn't really grab my attention. confused and it was like a guy sitting like a few seats away from me but every five to ten minutes I could hear him go <sighs> sighing all the time and I felt yeah he was frustrated with the movie too and it's like uh, let's get going so yeah that's my thoughts on Tenant sorry if it's a bit too long but I, I leave you with this quote from Alfred Hitchcock one of the fatal things in all of suspense is to have a mind that is confused otherwise the audience won't emote clarify 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 this is unedited thank you for listening take care